Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, producer and founder of the Transformation Goddess Experience. I love to host the Divine Feminine Spotlight podcast, and we're celebrating more than 85,000 downloads, so it's wonderful to reach so many women all around the world. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today it's my pleasure to introduce you to Kat Tozier. Kat is a writer, podcast host, and life work mentor who writes open and honest stories of personal pain and trauma, hope, and healing. Kat engages in virtual conversations with women about facing adversity, healing, thriving, and helping others heal. She helps women take back their power and live invincible lives by bringing their calling to life with joy and ease. Her life and her work serve the higher purpose of being a voice in the world to eliminate violence against women and to mitigate the effects of trauma in their lives. Welcome, Kat. Hey, Shan. I am so thrilled to be here and having this conversation today. I've been been excited and bouncing around since I got up this morning. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I, I've been looking forward to it as well. There's always a, a little extra charge of of happiness when uh, when I get to spend time with an interview, somebody that I know, and that somebody that I've worked with, and know a little bit more about your story and and uh, and what you're going to be bringing forward today is very exciting. So, thank you again for saying yes and for being here. Thank you for having me. Before we joined our energies today, uh, I, well, I guess I wouldn't say before we jo- joined our energies because we definitely joined our energies before we got on our call. <laughs> but uh, I pulled a goddess card for you, and the dark mother Hindu goddess Kali came up. And as you know, Kali likes to teach us about endings and beginnings and reminding us that the old must be released so that the new can enter. And I wonder, how does that resonate with you today? (laughs) This has been the theme of my entire existence for close to four years now. Uh, It's been a steady process of... um, things coming to an end, releasing things, letting go of things, and and creating new beginnings. And that's a a huge part of, overarching part of my story anyway. And and I think it's interesting, especially that this came up right now, because I have um, recently written and done some recording talking about the concept that in every ending is a beginning and in every beginning is an ending. And so it's something I've really been exploring lately and it's something that's in great evidence in my life um, as I am stepping into the next really big level of expansion in my business after a lot of expansion in my personal life. So so, so it's a very appropriate card. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. I'd like to begin uh, our conversation talking about tra- transformation. As a transformation goddess, our, our lives are always in flux and in flow. But I think it would be really helpful and supportive if you could share the most significant transformation that you've experienced within, you know, within the last five to ten years that has brought you forward to this place and time where you are now. That's, that's a big subject. 
to provide just a brief piece of backstory that sets the stage for the answer to that, um, I had a very violent childhood. I had a very misogynistic father. And out of that, I classically found myself getting into equally difficult relationships once I was an adult. And so I've had some very difficult marriages, anything from just basic emotional unavailability up to downright abuse and a gaslighting situation. And so suffice it to say, there were a lot of decades of my life that were extremely challenging. And I have four children, so I was dragging four kids through all of that challenge with me and trying to mother well in, in the process. And almost four years ago now, uh, the entire foundation of my life just fell out from underneath me. My, my husband at the time was having an affair and very unstable um, with his alcoholism and some other mental health issues. And there was a lot that happened in that transition because originally we were going to split up, or I was going to, once I found out about the affair, I was going to leave. And then when he admitted his substance abuse and mental health problems and asked me to support him, I chose to continue to support him for a period of time. And at the same time, my mother was at the end of her life and I was responsible for making end of life decisions for my mom and, and choosing her hospice team and various things. And my youngest child was um, in her senior year of high school and getting ready to go to college. And there was just a lot happening at once. And by the fall of that year, I, my mom had died, my marriage had ended, my child had gone to college, and even my dog <laughs> was diagnosed with terminal kidney cancer. And I was alone living in a cabin down, two miles down a dead end road. And I was in a place where I was physically, emotionally, spiritually, just completely depleted. I was hopeless. I was discouraged. I was, you know, asking the universal question of what's it all for? And, and what have I ever done so wrong to deserve all of, of this that's happened to me and all of this loss? And in, in the funny way these things will happen, I, as I said, my dog was terminally ill at the time. He was the only, the only living being that moved to the cabin with me. And we were out on the trail in the woods one day. And I just, just it was one of those God smacks. I, I stopped in the middle of the trail and I looked at the dog and I looked up at the sky and I thought, is this really how I want this, this sweet, loving dog's final days to be? With right. me angry and crying and distressed and stressed and, and, and hopeless. You know, because the animals, I mean, they pick up on our energy. Oh, of course they do. You know, and, and this boy was most definitely my spirit dog. And, you know, so he was, in my opinion, his kidney tumor was a result of the three years of all the negativity he was trying to absorb and take away from me in the first place. And so my thought was, no, no, I don't want his final, whatever time he's got left to be like this. And so I started down a path to create a, a healthy, peaceful time for whatever remained for my dog. <laughs> and what ended up, whatever, what ended up happening from that, of course, is 
once I dialed down and once I moved out of that energy vibration of anger and grief and, and all of those very low energetic vibrations and, and I began to try to create peace and, to, and more lo a more loving situation and more balance and harmony, which are higher frequency vibrations, it, things began, of course, to shift. And I aligned myself with a spiritual community, a metaphysical spiritual community, and just made change after change after change after change. And I finally realized that this point, here we go with the beginnings and endings, this point that I had been viewing as just an ending, the, you know, the culmination of decades of, of train wreck of a life was actually an opportunity a new to create an entirely new beginning. And I was at a place where I didn't have anyone or anything to be responsible for except myself, other than the dog in, in the limited weeks that he had left. And when I began to view it as an opportunity to create a new beginning, that changed everything because it created space to begin to allow that new to come in. And, sure, and, so, and you've, you've come so far. <laughs> and I'm sure you sometimes look back and go, how in the world, how did I do that? How did I get here? And now with, with so much abundance and a completely different energy a complete you're you're a completely different configuration of a human than oh, you were I, before to, I, not only in the cellular way that we constantly renew and the you know and the energetic way but i just i am i'm i'm i am a totally different person completely and totally just earlier today my daughter was taking some pictures of me and i realized it's the very first time, I'm 52 years old, it's the very first time in my life, or at least since I was a small child that I don't recall, that I've been in front of a camera and felt completely comfortable and confident about the photographs. And the photographs show it. Oh, that's so great. And all of that comes from the personal and the personal expansion and the business expansion that I've worked on in, you know, in the last three and a half years or so since I made, the, made this decision to see it as a new beginning and create a new life. So, so it was interesting to see those photographs today and go, oh, wow, look at me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> look at me, I got it going on. Speaking of, speaking of having it going on, let's talk about how you've learned to relate to your body now and your sexuality and your power as a woman. And of course, stemming out of the, the, the background piece of, of a very violent and misogynistic father, I grew up classically with, you know, women are good for two things in the barefoot and pregnant business and in the kitchen and in the bedroom and so on and so forth. And there were other men, um, of influence in life who aligned with my father's thinking. So it didn't just come from my father because, you know, like speaks to like. And so there were other people he brought around and that were connected that this came from as well. And I also, in high school, I, I'm five feet tall. I was 102 pounds in high school and I wore an E-cup bra. I had these gigantic breasts. And so it, it was a hyper focus. Right. So, and I was 
I was, I always, I pinwheeled between wanting to show and flaunt them because it got me attention. And of course I was craving love. Right. And trying to hide them and hide myself. Sure. And so it was a complicated emergence into womanhood and and adulthood and relationships with that just misunderstanding, you know, not understanding in my body and about my body. And I carried that through all of these, you know, disastrous relationships up to the point that the the most I've been married a few times <laughs> and the most recent divorce is from a man who when I was in my mid 40s believed I should look like I looked in my 20s and was constantly wanting me to to color my hair and grow my hair out and wear certain kinds of clothes and 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 you know fix this and tuck that and so on and not just be natural so by the time this train wreck place came, you know, and I was alone and I was doing this new creation, I was at a place where I didn't like anything at all about my, you know, then about to turn, you know, almost getting close to 50-year-old body with its four children and stretch marks and multiple surgeries and, and aging and all of these things. And in the process of coming to dial into my inner self, you know, because through all of those decades of malfunction that stemmed out of that, the, the early years of my life, through all those decades, I was always looking outside of myself for the solution, for happiness, for love, for what was going to complete me, fulfill me, all of those sort of things. And this process brought me to looking internally and, and, and inside myself. And in doing that, of course, I began to recognize my strengths and my talents and my skills and my abilities and my capabilities and my power. And that was the first step that began to change how I viewed my age as I turned 50 and my body that I live in as a 50-year-old woman who's given birth to four children and had multiple surgeries. And then the next step came because even though I had vowed I was not going to get into another relationship. <laughs> the universe had a different plan about that. And I ultimately manifested the first safe, supportive, healthy relationship I've ever had in my life. Uh -oh. And this particular man not only is, you know, healthy, safe, and supportive in, in, in all of these other ways, he also has always, I'm older than he is, and he's always favored older women. And that empowered me enough to take those baby steps at the beginning of, you know, showing him my 50-year-old body. Sure. Because he had, he had always been, his other relationships were all with older women, women and women who had given birth to children and these kinds of things. So I, I, it just somehow made it easier and then, you know, that gave me a place of expansion. And, the, you know, it's, I don't want to say, I mean, it was both of us. It was both things happening because him, for, for everything he appreciated about me, it gave me the courage to take another step in, in, in trusting my body and, and in, in, in liking my body 
and in embracing my body. And in the end, the interesting thing I've discovered, because we've been together just two years, just, just past the two year mark. And the universe, again, and in its infinite <laughs> irony and hilarity, I had just set out to really launch my business. I had left my 20 year career a month before I met this man. So I've literally been building a new relationship and personal life and a new business. Total, yeah, total new identity. And I've, no, I've become very aware that for every expansion I make in my business publicly, you know, beginning, beginning my podcast and, and putting my voice out or first, first writing blog posts and putting my words out and, and publishing in um, some Kindle collaborative co-authored books, putting the, my words out and then starting my podcast and putting my voice out mm. and then being on video and putting my face out for every step I've taken in that way, partnered and paired with this completely different thing in my personal and intimate relationship. They've, they've worked hand in hand to help me reach a point where I appreciate everything about the body I'm in because, you know, this body has gotten me through 52 years of, of what's been a largely difficult life and, you know, successfully birthed four children, breastfed those children until they were weaned, kept me moving and, and surviving through a lot of it and then thriving sure. in these last few years. And I've come to this point now where I'm completely comfortable with myself in a way that I would have never, ever predicted that I could possibly be. What a blessing. And now as you find yourself embodying the sovereignty of, of your life, let's talk a little bit about what, what that's like and how, el you know, how else you're embodying your sovereign goddess and, and the sacred feminine rituals that, that you love and that are a part of your daily life. All my life, I've been a nature lover and an animal lover. And, and so even in the, the, the before capital B years, my go-tos would be getting out in nature, taking a walk, going to the ocean, you know, cuddling up with a dog or, a or spending time with horses or something like that. And those things have been there all of my life. But when I began this, journey a few years ago alone in that cabin what I really set out to do that winter was expand my metaphysical and spiritual and magical knowledge and practices and foundations they were you know they were things that have been there woven through my life in small ways but I made it a very focal point to learn and expand that in that, in that winter, a few winters ago. And from that, it, I moved very much into my first love was tarot. I just love, love, love tarot and Oracle cards. And I immersed myself in it and, and frequently go to my cards for 
more often validation or confirmation of what I'm already thinking than than looking for the answer in the first place. Sometimes it's to get it, you know, to get an answer when I'm blocked, but more often than not, it's when I've, you know, in meditation or out in a walk, come to a conclusion and just, you know, want that little second check. Um, and I've drastically increased keeping crystals all over my house and Himalayan salt lamps in my house to absorb negative energy. I'm very, very empathic. I'm very sensitive to, you know, if I'm out of the house in a, in a, in a group of people, I need to come home and dial down and, and really support myself. We have that in common. <laughs> I'm not surprised, Shan. So I use a lot of metaphysical and energetic kind of support for that, you know, including simple things like getting in the tub with Epsom salt, Himalayan salt, baking soda, and then eucalyptus, sage, and um, um, frankincense essential oils that are, you know, a cleansing bath and, and draw out toxins and, and, and the lamps, you know, and, and incense and the crystals and just so many things. And I expanded all that so much a few winters ago and, and have built on it. And it's a part of, interestingly, this year, this calendar year has been really my big expansion with this. And, in, and especially in the last few months, because one of the issues that I had was very much um, the lack of alignment or, or congruency with my different personas. And even, you know, in this new relationship, you know, he's aware of the fact that I do some woo-woo things in sort of this peripheral way, but I never was blatant in front of him with anything. You know, I always kind of just retreated to my private space or whatever. And I've been very careful in my business, in the early stages of building my business to, you know, just be mainstream and linear. And I've been really called, you know, spirit guides have called me to accountability this year for that lack of alignment and congruency. And it's like, look, this is who you are. This is how you, you, you are in the world. It's how you're meant to be in the world. And as a result, you need to get, you know, take all these various personas and pull them together into this one congruent person and present both sides of your, yourself and, and be that person in your personal relationship, be that person in your, your personal life, be that person in your business life. And I love that we get to be together right now while that's happening. Right now, while you're, while you're stepping forward, no longer baby steps, but just, you know, doing a giant cannonball in the deep end of the pool saying, here I am, check me out. Yep, and, and that's exactly exactly what's happening is, you know, I've made a few little baby step forays in the last six or eight weeks. And as a result of multiple things, personal and business, I made a decision three or four days ago that, you know what, I'm not going to keep up with the baby steps. By the end of by the end of the week that you and I are having this conversation, I'm just putting it all out there. There you go. There you and go. You know, yay me. Yeah. It's like, like, yep. You know, and and I have to say that my daughter was here earlier today because she is is 
on my business team and she's been transitioning from, you know, doing part-time work with me to doing full-time work with me in the last couple of months. And so she was here and we were working on some upcoming stuff earlier today. And I said to her just before she left, I said, you know, this is the very first time in all of the months and, and years of doing, building this business that I feel completely aligned with everything that we're getting ready to put out and that it actually represents me. And it's been in many ways, it's been a difficult thing in certain ways because I've had some, some technology challenges recently, but it's also been this really simple thing to put together once I was yeah. putting together something very, very congruent and genuine and in alignment. Yeah, and the thing is that that is how it works. And that's how it's worked for every woman I've ever interviewed who has had the <laughs> blessing of coming into her own the way that you are right now. And you know that it's such it's just so beautiful. I love to to witness and and to listen and I'd like you to talk to us now about what comes up for you, what bubbles up in your big, beautiful heart when you hear me say to walk in beauty? That very definitely for me ties into the long standing, as I've already said, the, the love of Mother Nature and, and the, this physical world that we're in. I'm, very, I'm the farmer's daughter. I'm... <laughs> And that, that's a point of complication, so, so let me just clarify that really quickly. I, I have, I did not meet, the person I was referring to as the violent misogynistic father was my biological father who, in a strange twist of circumstances, I did not actually meet till I was eight years old. The man who is my daddy, the farmer, that I'm the farmer's daughter, it complicated situation. So when I say I'm the farmer's daughter, I'm talking about my daddy and I'm not talking about the misogynistic man. And and to come to stay on point with your question, I'm very much the farmer's daughter. And I, in the early years of my life before the shift happened into the, the violent place, were on an 88 acre farm. And so beauty to me, walking in beauty to me has always been out walking the fence lines, out watching the horses canter across the field, out, you know, feeling, feeling the cows lick your hand, uh, the, you know, the, all of the animals and hiking up to the back pastures and looking out at the Western mountains of, of Maine where I live and things like that. And in the woods and the ocean going out onto the, um, the, the, in Rockland, Maine, there's a breakwater that's a mile and a half long that you walk out to the lighthouse. And it's one of my favorite places on the planet to just sit out there in the middle of the ocean with the, you know, the waves crashing around the rocks. And so those kinds of things are very much walking in beauty to me. But it's also being able to create that um, in a, 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 an interior environment in your home by bringing in color, by bringing in aromatherapy, by bringing in music, by bringing in art, by bringing in comfy clothes and snuggly blankets and surround I'm a book lover surrounding yourself with books surrounding yourself with photographs of people that have meaning to you and and, it, and so it's creating that supportive and nurturing environment in the you know the, the space that's your home that right, right. should be your safe 
your safe place to be. And of course, have with the things we've discussed about my background, having a very, very safe home is incredibly important to me. But even if you've not had the kind of background that I do, it's still super important to have that nurturing environment with things you love and bring you comfort and, and joy and peace around you. So all of that, it, it, to me, is walking in beauty. Mm, I agree. Let's talk about the, the free gift that you have for all of the lovely ladies listening in because it's wonderful and they're going to want to snap it right up. Well, in this um, refinement process that I've been doing, I've known for a long time that I am, am here to be a connector. And by that, I mean connecting people to people, people to resources, people to information. But I also mean it in the, form, in the, in the sense of connecting people to themselves. And I believe that we all came here with a soul intention. And that soul intention gets very buried under programming. It gets buried under emotional, you know, emotional things. It gets buried under just the crud and crap of life. And sometimes we have to work really hard to excavate it and go in and find it. But that, that calling is there. And I believe with all my heart that this is a huge transitional time for women, all of the women that are here to be creators and healers and light workers. And we're, you know, by droves, feeling that pull, feeling that tug of there's a calling to help create and heal in some way. And there's, you know, hundreds of ways that that happens. And so that led me to creating um, a, an ebook called The Art and Soul of Calling. That is about dialing back into yourself and finding that glimmer in you that that's that's that is that little little thing that comes up for you over and over of you know maybe this has happened to me for a reason or maybe maybe that difficult thing was a lesson that was pointing towards something. And maybe, you know, maybe I really am here for a purpose and maybe I do have something to share. And, and so I've written this ebook for women to come back to themselves and, 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 and really dig down to that internal light, the pilot light of their soul intention. I love that. For our listeners you, who, who come back often, you know that this wonderful gift is going to be available at our website and it'll lead you right over to... Kat's website and landing page so that you can scoop it right up. And if you're feeling like you need a little bit of support, this is going to be a great gift to help you bring that forward, to bring that little light of yours forward into, uh, into something much greater. Kat, I've enjoyed talking with you so much today, and the time has flown by as it, as it always does in these great conversations. How can our readers and listeners best contact you? I know you have a lot of places, but um, give, give us a couple. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the main way, of course, would be straight to the Indomitable Women website, which is indomitablewomen.org. And the beautiful new front page that is, is being rolled out there um, pretty much as we speak has links to anything and everything you could possibly want to investigate about Indomitable Women and all of the what started out as a podcast has become a movement and, and a momentum of its own. 
uh, and the Art and Soul of Calling is right at the tippy top of that page. And then, of course, I'm on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and that sort of thing. Perfect. Well, Kat, your story is so inspirational. Oh, you've just come a you've come a long way, and to see you in the space that you're in now and celebrating in the way you are and bringing indomitable women forward with all of your talents and gifts. I wish you all the best and congratulations. And again, thank you for being part of the Transformation Goddess experience. Thank you, Shan. I, you know, thank you for the, the compliments, of course. And thank you so much for being so supportive in this process. You've given me some great advice and, and you're a great um, guiding light as well for, for, for those of us creating. So, so thank you so much for that and, and for this conversation. It's been fabulous. You're invited to visit transformationgoddess.com to receive Shan's enchanting four-part audio series for supportive practices to awaken your inner goddess.